Hi, this is Cindy Funkhauser. You're listening to the Sin City Artcast. Don't listen to anything anybody else says past this. You're listening to the Sin City Artcast. I'm Danny Roberts, and with me today is Gina Q, co-host, and PJ Perez, our mad engineer. And we're talking to Cindy Funkhauser. And today we're finally going to answer the question, does all artwork lie to tell the truth? Or does it just lie on a wall? It doesn't lie anywhere. <laughs> Today's October 15th, 2011, and we're recording today at the fabulous Blackbird Studios this time. This sounds a little weird in here, but we'll try to get through it. Thank you, Gina, for having us over here. What's so weird about it, Danny? Yeah, what it's is echoey. so weird about it? It is Danny. echoey. And the air conditioning's bugging me a little bit, but not that much. We'll press through. <laughs> I wanted to ask uh, why Gina was out on the street on First Friday helping Cindy out, I think. If I recall correctly, is that where I ran into you on first Friday? Yes, I, I had. I had. And you two looked really tents. overloaded. I was. I was. We had two tents, and one of my artists came super late. But yeah, we were repping Blackbird outside in the tents. We had a sort of array, a variety of all of our artists that we, you know, have in in house here, and a little bit of their art, and some stuff that we normally sell in the gallery or in the gift shop out there um and some flyers and we were just kind of so you weren't even people. here for your no, show no i wasn't here for my show not one on minute of it yeah it's a really great show by the way the zombie show thank you very much thank you it was i fun. got scared when it i walked fun. in yeah. i do too every and i know that they're here and every time every morning i open the door and that one zombie bunch at the of door, pussies she gets me every time the one on the floor and she's eating out of it gets me every time. Of course, the one scary thing out there. Are you going to do like some sort of uh, recap <clears throat> reopening right before Halloween or anything um, again? Or is there not somebody sure. can come visit before Halloween? Or well, we're open. It's such a halloween show. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be open. We're going to be open next Friday for Drink and Draw. Um, and people can come and visit the show then. And then next Saturday night, we have a big um, Daniel Johnston concert. So everyone's invited to come and, you know, see the show and then they can see the zombie show while they're... Can you specify concert. dates? What Friday is the Drink and Draw? What, what, oh, what next Friday, the, the 21st concert? is Drink and Draw. And next Saturday, the 22nd, is the Daniel Johnston tribute show. Those are of October. We'll include that in the notes below yes. the post somewhere. Halloween actually is on the 31st, though. Yes. By the way. Yes, it is. I was thinking we might have That's like different that. from previous years where it wasn't on the 31st. Is it? I don't think so. Isn't that Nevada Day, too? Yes, it but is. they changed Nevada Day. <laughs> Which usually, is so appropriate. Usually, the kids are off on, on Nevada Day and but Halloween. But if you when the kids are off, it's still Nevada Day. Yeah, I know. But usually, you know, people have that nope. day off. What better day for Nevada to be admitted to the Union? Seriously. No, no, nobody Halloween? ever has a Nevada Day show. It's no, always April a Halloween Fool's show. Day should have been that day. But they're doing a Nevada Day show here. I guess. Yeah, we, we also did a Nevada Day show. My, oh. my business partner, Jesse Smigel, the light of my life. Um, <laughs> decided that he wanted to not do anything Halloween. Um, and, you know, he was born and raised in, in Nevada and Las Vegas, right here on 8th Street. And uh, he has a lot of Nevada pride. So for months and months, he's been planning this uh, Nevada show. And it's called, Whoa, 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 What's With All This Nevada-tude? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it worked out well. I'm not People, sure what that means. <laughs> well, if you knew Jesse Smiley, you totally understand. <laughs> so how was your first Friday, Cindy? Was there less work for you to do this time? 
No, not really. Because I, I'm still in a consulting capacity with the new FFLV Inc. Maybe we should back up in the event right. that anyone listening to this doesn't know anything about First Friday. I was going to um, do that. I was going to segue into it smoothly. Peter's good at that. Would you like to do that, Daniel? No, we're He's good at the right explanation. Now. I have one little issue here because of my dizzy stuff. This is I. Do I? Can I back up a little bit? Yeah. Okay. Because I keep looking at that and it's like going. Whoa. See, that's why we got her the old. That's why we got her the old lady one. I'm telling you, <laughs> it's the capper mic. Oh, you can't say that on there. You have you to take that off. You can oh, say I didn't capper words. is inappropriate. You can say any damn thing. I, I didn't even understand what that. Danny said word. the f word in the last one. I know. Fudge. Yeah. <laughs> like twice. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Saying fuck is one thing. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, saying instead of physically challenged, saying capper is inappropriate. Capper? And I just said it. Yeah, I don't even get it. What's Handicap. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> See, we don't know these things. Is that an old school term? And did you just snort? Handicap. No, that was her again. No, but capper. You'll know when it's me snorting. Listen, I've never crazy. used capper. We're used... gonna snort in stereo before the night's over. I think I think our generation used just handy or just. You can say it. You into can the mic. say it right in the mic. Say it into the mic. Go on, Gina. See, I can't hear you. I have headphones. What do you think about handicapped people, Gina? I love them. I never use their parking spaces, <laughs> ever. You you have a handicapped parking space thing, though. Don't no, you? I don't. No. I wish I did. No, I don't. I need one, and I don't get it because I don't think I need it bad enough. Hmm. See, I wouldn't do that either. You don't have enough power with the city to just <laughs> demand one at I, this point. I just don't feel I need one bad enough. You know. If you have any sort of like health problem, they'll pretty much give you one. Really? But I mean, like Cindy said, she doesn't really need it enough to, you know. Awesome. Let's tell the people who you are. When did you start with First Friday? Real quick, I want to keep this part short because yeah. we got okay. some delicious stuff to we jump all, into. Everyone later. knows knows you. So. You've been sort of queen of First Friday for a long time. I suppose you're the empress. Empress like of First Friday. I like that a lot. Uh, you basically started the first First Friday, if that's correct, and. Mm-hmm. and are mm-hmm. given the most Rumor credit has for it. yeah. Well, actually, that's the thing is I've heard, the I've heard other people claim that they on TV first recently. Friday. Really? Ooh, who? Can, can we? T- who can, can we, we name drop? Are wait, we, wait, are we, can we drop some names? It's been on TV recently. It was on when uh, we took our hiatus. When you said First Friday was closed. Yes. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. Yes. <laughs> so come on, spill yes. the name. Who 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 said that they R- started first? Friday? Ryan Reason said oh. on. The news first Friday started on the back patio of the Arts Factory. Okay, which is not true. Well, but, you know, could he be trying to reason that they? I don't think he knows because they he wasn't spun here. it off, or they made it bigger, or anything like I that. I don't think he knows because he wasn't here. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Actually. Well, that's not that's not that's not any sort of. Uh, but it, the false Arts Factory. Claim. Ryan was not involved in the art scene right. at the time. The Arts Factory was involved because of Jerry Misko. <laughs> Thank God for our Jerry, because he got all the galleries there mm-hmm. to do it. So he helped you early on, or yep. was oh, he doing Jerry's. something separate from you? No, okay. part of it. Okay. See, I, I don't know. I said, Jerry, I didn't even know Wes. I said, Jerry, I can't even get through on a phone call to anybody there. And he goes, I'll take care of it. And he actually did. Oh, we should have Jerry enough. on a show coming up. Coming oh, yeah, up definitely. Show. We should have him. Because Jerry doesn't always do exactly what he says, but, you know. <laughs> does he still help you pretty much to he this does. day? He's a good guy. To I the love my Jerryster. Jerry probably has raised for First Friday likely the most money over the years just based on his donations, to be honest. His donations? Yeah. And the drunker we get him when he does the fundraisers, MCs him. Yes. 
the more money. <laughs> I wanted to ask you early on if you knew that you wanted First Friday to become for the city to be larger than your own space, or was it mostly something to do, you know, in and around your antique shop at first? That's how it seems to have started, because I think you were running art shows there before it became, you know, quote unquote First Friday. As Nearly as a year today. before, actually. We were, we were already, Julie Brewer had already talked me into giving up a whole wall in my back room for artists. Um, and it was, it just happened to fall on the, on the first Friday of the month. It wasn't every first Friday, but that was, you know, if you did it every, every other, you know, once a month and you did it on a Friday, chances are it's going to fall on the first Friday of the month. Yeah. So with a few exceptions, but we'd been doing them since the February before first Friday. And, but you wanted it to expand. I mean, you were already, no. Oh, so this kind of evolved, maybe. No, it just, I went to Portland, visited my son. Everybody's heard that story a million times. And, you know, I'm kind of a numbers person. And I just went, okay, two million people, two million people. Um, <laughs> they're doing First Thursday. They've got it all over town. It's awesome. I went because I happened to be there on a First Thursday. There's no reason this shouldn't work in Las Vegas. Okay, so when did Whirly Gig start? I mean, was that Whirly on Gig? the heels? Yes, because we realized we needed a nonprofit to run First okay. Friday once it started growing. I want to talk about the the supposed shutdown where, you know, I guess, I don't know if it was you or somebody, you know, said that, that uh, First Friday was closed or that's how it was taken by the media or whatever. And to this day, I still have people coming up to me going, is First Friday open again? Is First Friday open again? I'm like, it, it, it was only sort of closed. It's very hard to explain. Can you say what happened there? Or? First Friday Las Vegas, which was, it was and is a trademark name, was officially closed, the street festival. And we actually um, ha were working with a professional PR company. And we, you know, the board voted on it, the World of Gig board. Yes, Cindy Funkhauser did not make the decision. It was a board vote. <laughs> we want to we and, clarify uh, that. <laughs> you know, I, I, I basically let the PR company write the press release. And it, it honestly didn't occur to me that anybody would not be open because of it. We just knew we weren't doing the street festival, A. Right. And B, we knew we had both a moral and legal obligation to let people know there were going to be no barricades. Or no police or cleanup. Exactly. I, I'm very naive. Like, I don't really know how it works with, with working with the city. I was tired. <laughs> I believe you. Um, I mean, if, I, to me, it seems like if the city, if, if you are, if the private businesses are having an event, the city has to send out some police force anyway. That's no, how it seems in my not mind. Not legally. So, so you have to have these permits and you have to pay the extra yes, for the paid. city to support we paid. it. Or else they'll shut it down. Is that how it works? Whirly Gig had to pay. And we had to pay... When you pay Metro, you actually pay them in advance. Okay. And it's not by check. <laughs> what are we talking about here? We're talking about wire transfer or cashier's check. Okay. So How much is that? Cleared. Um, Cocaine, massive piles of it. <laughs> we, That's where I thought she was going. <laughs> no, you guys, you know your minds. How much does it cost to put First Friday on a month? Uh, now? Yeah. The way they're doing well, it now? Well, how should it start compared to now? Maybe. You know. know, it's been so up and down. The city spent... Literally, well over a hundred thousand dollars after they got a few years after they got involved. I'm sure they were spending well over a hundred thousand a year. We didn't even have a contract then, you know, they just did certain things and we did specific things. I'm, I'm reeling back. That's just a hundred thousand a year, more than that, actually. I think for just some extra police force. Well, no, no, we didn't even have Metro then. What did you get this with the hundred thousand? <laughs> The right we to didn't do get it? the money. We didn't get the money. There was no cash. They provide services. They don't. They don't provide dollars. 
that's how they work. They're not they're not allowed to like donate money to if you start a nonprofit. They provide services, you know, porta potties, barricades, lighting. Um, you wouldn't believe how much like the staging costs, you know, when it goes through through private companies or cities. Um, Whirligig learned to cut a lot of those costs okay. as we had to, but then they started to escalate again last year when um, you know the crowd just suddenly started growing. I mean, it was like the worse the economy got, the more people wanted to come. And I'm like, well, I get that because it's a fun place for people to come. Yes, including young people. You know, they can spend twenty dollars or they can spend two thousand, and it really is that kind of range. You see, in my mind, there's still like a little pushback between the conservative side of things and and the younger hipster partier side of First Friday. And this could be completely in my mind, but I mean, do you feel as many things are exactly? Do you still feel tension from other galleries or other parts of the city that are still maybe against First Friday? Other parts of the city, um, to be perfectly frank, after the um, I've learned in the last year, you know, I had a few health issues, so I've learned like over the last year, maybe even before, I a lot of that stuff I don't pay any attention to, and I deliberately. Even friends that want to share things with me, I'm like, I don't need to know that. <laughs> There's no benefit to me knowing that, so just don't even tell me. So a lot of that stuff, if it's still happening, I don't know about it. See, this is one of the, you know, always an issue with First Friday. People think it's like this underground thing. It's not. It's mainstream. It has been for years. We don't have any choice. We follow all the city ordinances. We pay sales tax. We have to, every single person that's on the street has to be on the city license. You know, it's not like you can't just come up and start selling your cupcakes. Yeah. And yes, that happened even this month. And I'm like, no, you can't sell your cupcakes here. Is that is that what you do? Spend a lot of your first Friday time going and cracking down on people who aren't supposed to be there? Well, you know, you just you just nice. I nicely say, you know, if you would like to apply, you may. But you're at this time, you know, you're not. You know, what's the word for it? You're not on our license. You haven't been. Uh, the health department hasn't been out here and approved you, so you can't be here. Put your cupcakes away. Okay. I just got the one question about transitioning into the Zappos. Like, when did the discussion? It's not okay, can Zappos. We, can we clear it? Yeah, stop call, referring to it as Zappos. It's All right, well, not we're going to get the fellas. And plus, it's their first Friday now. I mean, <laughs> yeah, these are the guys that own the trademark to the name now. So, first it's Friday, Las Vegas LLC. When did the talks first start with those guys, though? Or the, more specifically, when did the talks first start that maybe you guys should be handing off first Friday? Well, when it started in my brain, I would say somebody on our board said, maybe someday you'll sell the event, like a year ago. And they meant it in the best way. And it just, at that time, I was just like, what an odd concept. Why would we ever do that? You know, and who would buy it? And I don't know. But then, you know, as I had some health issues and as it got busier, we had less money. We had to hire Metro. We had to have fencing. You know, the more things built up, it seemed like, well, maybe that's not such a bad idea. And it was too much work for me. So it kind of built up. And then, you know, we started um, considering potential buyers. And potential buyers were not just anybody that would come in and pay X amount of dollars. Potential buyers, somebody who is vested in the community and would have not just the financial resources, but, you know, things like, social networking, which we know that, you know, there are people in that organization that are really good at it. Did they approach and you or did you approach outside? We approached them. Okay. We, and we thought, you know, it could go either way. It could be major sponsorship, but it would be major, major sponsorship because I needed, I needed like full-time help, like two people 
unreal salaries, and that just you know wasn't gonna, wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. And money to run the event. You've been operating all this time on volunteers. Absolutely. Okay, I have some questions, Cindy. Go. Um, and I know we've we've gone through these questions before, yeah. but I I know that the uh, general population they don't get to talk to you every day like we do. So I was wondering, uh, were there any big plans that really couldn't really get to that you think the fellas from Zappos. What do they call themselves? Because it's not Zappos. It's, it's First Friday Las Vegas LLC. Okay, so the new they people. Okay. Is there? Are are you expecting them on doing things differently? Are you are you hoping that they'll do things a little differently that you guys were never really able to do because oh, you just uh, didn't have the funds? Absolutely. As I said, I'm still consulting, so I do sit in on meetings with them. And yeah, they have great ideas about doing all kinds of things. Uh, some of the things I don't think I want to really mention, but you might have seen, um, you know, for instance, the things like the installation they did with the pumpkin patch. I don't know if everybody caught that or, yeah, we you know, that was a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there'll be other installation pieces like that and, you know, not pumpkins necessarily right. Right. every month because that would be silly. I actually had met Joey Vanis a few years ago when, I don't know if you guys remember Verge, it was one of the high, high rises that was going to happen that didn't. So we had met once before. Um, I didn't actually even know he was going to be a partner initially, but he is the managing partner. I met him briefly afterwards. He seems like a decent fellow. Hey, can we talk to Joey Banas and his buddies about we sponsoring? Could. No, absolutely not. <laughs> tired, I'm already tired of people trying to suck the life out of that new organization. They spend a lot of money on First Friday. Leave them alone and let That's them. You're true. protecting them. That's true. Wow. You know what? Mama bear. They spend a lot. Of, you know, I am. I'm, like that, and they're going to continue loyalty to spend a lot. that way. They're, I I don't care how much money everybody thinks they have. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a separate organization. Mm-hmm. They right. have. I'm sh- not. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure there's a predetermined amount that should go into that event each month or annually. Right. And um, you know, people need to understand. Did that you that's suggest the that number to them and, and warming no. them up for it? Absolutely okay. not. We we fully disclosed. You know, anything we thought was an issue wasn't an issue. Good, bad, indifferent. And they have taken it from there. But um, as you could see from the last event, you know, six shuttles, they paid for all the shuttles. I mean, no, the city paid for two. I'm sorry. They, so they paid for four, you know, which was four times what we had. Right. Yeah. So the, the expenses, just that as that an helped. example, all the expenses were What's much that? higher. How do we know um, how many people actually used the shuttles and how many people actually used all the parking garages and the parking well, wow. we used to click them, and we we, we had uh, shuttle narrators, mm-hmm. trolleys. We used mm-hmm. to call them trolleys because they had trolleys. Um, so we had an exact count, mm-hmm. but I didn't have narrators for this past month. But apparently the bus drivers did pretty well. Good. I think they, you know. Do you mean they made a lot of tips? No, no. They did well, they did well in telling people. I don't know what she meant by that. They did well in telling people um, where they were going, what the next stop was, oh, you know, cool. when they, when another bus would be by. I've never yes. gotten to be on one, so I don't know what the experience yeah, is. Yeah, me like. either. We should do that. Well, we, we're here. We're working. Well, you, <laughs> the you have a much more likely that. opportunity than I do. That's yeah, true. Yeah. Maybe eventually. But yeah, eventually. You I, have, I had a short thing. fantasy about that. Mm-hmm. About enjoying First Friday? Like getting in, the, getting in the <laughs> shuttle and just going around and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. checking everything out. I'd like to do that, too, one of these months. I, I do want to explain uh, one quick thing I think we kind of rolled over was that you're, you're helping the new First Friday LLC, Las Vegas LLC, is that right? You're helping them transition. How did the idea come that you would help them transition? Was it your idea? Did they suggest it? How long is that period? Maybe um, describe your duties doing that. The period is was set at two months, 
and it's actually just a verbal agreement between us. And I think I scared him the other day because I said I was going to be gone two weeks of the next three weeks before the event. But I was kidding, of course. And I just tried to give them as much information as I can. I mean, I did a lot. Some of the um, paperwork and things that I normally do and helped with some of the artist stuff this past month. Some of that I'll be doing less of for November. And I think more of, um, I don't know, things like, well, maybe you should try this. Not, not aesthetics logistics maybe we should try this over here instead of this and you know save money doing this or maybe spend more money on that okay stuff like that at least that's what i see myself Mm -hmm. doing this gina kind of ranted on our last podcast that i'll bet she did she didn't really know who these people were and they're going to take it away and she was has her fears i suppose okay yes and it is their legal right to take it away should they choose to do yeah, so. Do you still have they those fears? Uh, no, I really don't. I've gotten to know Joey a little bit, and I know Jake, and he's the one who's, I guess... His he's the operations yeah, director. He's the one who's full-time, you know... Joey's that's the managing his, partner. Right. So Jake is is sort of like his full-time job is just running First Friday and, and doing Logi- things First Friday. Logistically. I don't Thank mean you. to keep interrupting oh, you. No, 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 it's fine. fine. He's you're a fine. logistics person. Joey is right. basically in charge. Right. So I've, I've, uh, I've met with them, and I think they're, uh, I think they're okay guys. And you're, you're actually here to clarify all of this, Cindy, so we don't have wild speculation. Yeah. You're, you're actually there. You're on the front line with these guys. And so tell the arts community, is this a good thing? Do we have... Can we, can we relax? I think it's is it fucking, in good hands? I think it's fucking fabulous, and the people that would never relax anyway aren't going to, and the people that would are. Are you, you know, just saying that because you don't have the responsibility anymore? No. Or? I mean, no, literally, there are, you know, there are people that would bitch if you hung them with a new rope. Mm-hmm. Let's face it. Yeah. It's just, that's just the reality. I what, think that person what, was Whatever is going to transpire, you know, however it's going to work out. That's what's going to happen. It was not going to continue with Whirligig. And I think we all know that the two months that it went without Whirligig's support, and the city was freaking out. Cut that part out. Um, <laughs> Don't cut that part cause, out. Well, the costs. They were the costs. I mean, the costs, you know, they weren't built into the, into the uh, budget. Um, so I guess that part's okay. Hmm. Let me think about it. I'll let you know later. <laughs> but um, it wasn't going to continue without change. So we could either have probably nothing or some people, everybody kind of being open but not having the volume that they mm-hmm. had this past First mm-hmm. Friday because it seemed good to us from where we were. I would assume it was good at the Arts Factory. I think it was better yeah. over here from mm-hmm. what I heard. I can confirm. We had a pretty good Even the Funkhouse Antique Store did $300 instead of 150 the normal. Wow. Ooh. Woohoo! Bravo. People I am were going spending to spending money. <laughs> I haven't even... Now, Whirligig still exists as... Am I on mute, really, PJ? Nice. I muted when I walked away before, and then I didn't turn it back off. I was trying to be a a good, you know, engineer. Um, So, Whirligig does still exist as a non-profit organization, but not running First Friday. PJ Perez, I am so glad you brought that up. It's DJ Papa Smurf, let's get that straight. Because, in fact, yes, Whirligig is a nonprofit. You don't sell a nonprofit. That would be something that anybody that wanted one would have to apply. It's a long process. You go through the IRS, and um, it's not an easy process. We fortunately had someone that knew how to do that. This new organization does not necessarily want to do that, but that's a separate, you know, their deal is totally separate. Whirligig is, in fact, doing... Even though I said we weren't going to do anything for the whole winter, mm-hmm. um, 
unless other members of the board want to. Um, we're doing a, uh, a project this coming month. You guys did get the call for work, I believe. Yeah. That uh, book-oriented, literature-oriented art. It's kind of something to keep the idea that Whirly Geek's still involved in the community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, with the book festival this being the city and a humanities project and also with First Friday. So we're going to have a juried exhibit. I hope you all will enter work. And at the First Friday event, there will be a juror that will select winners. And there will be, I believe it's first, second, and third. And that will be November's event? November's event. Will you tell so, us a little more so about So we want to talk a little bit about, more about this project, when the deadline is, what, you know, what the, uh, the details are for people who would like to enter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I know there's no submission fee and there's cash prizes. Ooh. That's it, baby. And that's and all we love sexy. That. Is it October 28th? It is, is October the, 28th. Is that the October 28th is the deadline. deadline? I didn't actually mm-hmm. have that with me, but... Um, so people have about two and a half weeks? Yeah, so yes. get your butts in gear. Yeah. Well, you know, they wait until the last got, minute anyway. I've actually got about 12 submissions already, that's so... Good. I, I was. Good. And it's anything having to do with literature. It could be it can, altered books or... A painted book. I certainly expect something from you. Okay. (laughs) No pressure. Yes, I will definitely alter a book for you, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it can be conceptual, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's, we kind of left it wide open. Okay. Something to do with literature, books. Maybe a writer and an artist can collaborate. Sure. And, uh, you know, get some cool stuff. uh, Are we still operating off the... Whirly Gig website for this? Yes. Okay. Go ahead and say that name. Whirly Gig Las Vegas... Dot org. And where do they drop off submissions? At your place? No drop-offs. Oh. I cannot believe you did not read the specific instructions which I sent you. I like to it get is, them right from your mouth. It, okay. <laughs> it's Initially, it's email only. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen is, aside from myself, because I'll know who's submitting, the rest of the Whirly Gig board will choose, let's just as a number I'm throwing out there, 20 to 40 of final submissions, the rest of the board will not know who's submitting. Okay. They will only see okay. the work, mm-hmm. and then there will be a juror. Then you would. Then if you're in the final round, you would drop your work off at the Funk House. I believe that's October. To be delivered to the Funk House by November second. November second. You don't have to answer this one, if or we can edit it out too. But I do want to personally ask: Do you still get along with Wes? Still implies. Uh, okay, do so you get along with Wes? Oh, damn. There it went. I was just joking. I'll totally not use it, but the, I, but personally I'd like to know. Unless the truth is... You have a political answer. The truth the is that um, I don't really have issues with Wes. I think Wes does have issues with me. Um, he Early on, he's had issues about Whirligig. And I hardly know him. People, people make it like it's personal or something. Uh, Wes and I have no... We haven't talked to each other for more than five or ten minutes at a time in ten years. So the idea that we get along or don't get along, that's just an illusion that people have created. You're right. I'm sorry. Can I jump in here, though? Absolutely. Because what you just said, I think, kind of might be somewhat indicative of the issue that people do perceive. Because you just said that, you know, you and Wes haven't really talked for more than, like, five minutes in the last ten years. But that's all I've known him. Right, right. But what I'm, I guess... I guess a lot. So, for, 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 for the people, right? For the people listening, Wes Ispit is that how you pronounce the last name? Ispit. Yes. Okay. Uh, it is the owner of the Arts Factory, which is where there's obviously a large amount of galleries and and there's a bar and there's a restaurant. And it tends to be kind of the second epicenter of First Friday, not First Friday Las Vegas LLC. Did you say second epicenter? Yes. 
<laughs> can, can there be a second and, episode? And I'm, not, I'm not using for it, but, well, let me back up, though. Don't put me in the spot. I'm not... I want you in the spot. <laughs> I'm not using first and second in the hierarchy. I'm using this simply as a designation of separate places. Can you speak French for us now? Ooh. That's hot. That's hot. And for the you record... You said it could be as sarcastic let's, as let's, I wanted. Um, you may have let loose uh, let, let it be known that, that I think uh, Wes bought that building about out. 15 years ago. With the hopes that it would be a place where artists can rent space and have galleries. So he and his, you know. Can, can you say that one more time? Wes bought the place when? From oh, a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 15 be- or over Before 15. First Friday. Yeah, oh, yeah. before okay. First Friday with the hopes that that would be a I place where art could start. I will agree that that is a truism. Uh, but yeah, it's true. The, the point I was getting at was, and I, mean, I, I hate to ask it this way, but I mean, don't you think that maybe that there was a problem that the owner of the building that has the densest area of galleries in the arts district isn't like a partner with you, you know what I'm saying, that you guys haven't had better communication in this 10-year span of First Friday? Yeah, isn't I it always, like a what? I always thought you guys were on the same board or something, and you never have been. We, he's never been on the Whirly Gig board, although Dick Geyer is on our board. I used to be on the 18B board fairly early on, and, and Naomi was board? as well. So that they would, you know, there would be kind of a loop with Whirly Gig and them and, you know, what we were doing with First Friday and, and stuff like that. But that, it was kind of overwhelming as First Friday grew to try and, you know, be part of that and do this. So when my term I'm on the board was done, I quit. Mm-hmm. So that's the only time we were on the, the same um, board. The Downtown Alliance? The what? The Downtown Alliance. That, that, that was the seen. answer. Okay. So that's the, that's the board we were talking about? No. The what? Is the answer? Oh, like oh. what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> okay. <laughs> is there no more downtown I alliance? Did, no. <laughs> I I'm even more naive. I don't even know what there that is. There is a downtown it, alliance, it but I, no, I'm not place on it. Of the arts factory right downstairs from you. How do you not know? I don't know these things. I think Dick is on that too. Yeah, Dick's uh, uh, Dick's the on the all the boards. He's the head. Yeah. I've been going to those meetings. For and the he's last on the Whirligig board, so yeah. he he loops us. Yeah. He loops them. And so is Sam Cherry. Right, Sam's awesome. He's on our board. Yes, he is. We Love should probably him. talk about Sam in the next uh, maybe future episode. We should get Sam. We Sam's get fabulous. Sam. We should because he has a new bar and he has that great yep. little bodega. For those who don't know, yeah. uh, uh, Sam Cherry is the developer who developed uh, Soho Lofts, and then he also uh, opened in Soho Lofts the Lady Sylvia Lounge and uh, uh, what's the name of the grocery store? Resnick's grocery Resnick's. store. Resnick's. And he's uh, obviously, then he's a, I mean, he, he's a man who put his money where his mouth is in mm-hmm. redeveloping downtown and obviously on the side here where the arts district is. And we may appreciate I add, people like that. He also put his money where his mouth is. He is on the Whirly Gig board. He's on the 18B board. And early on when he was doing that development and things were better, he was probably one of our largest contributors for First Friday. Oh, that's nice. So, yeah, I love Sam. Thank you, Sam. And he's like 13. That's crazy. Yeah, he's very young. Well, was there more stuff that you wanted to ask about the changeover? Um, I think we pretty much got to everything, um, unless you think... I just opened a new beer. (laughs) Oh, you're not going anywhere. Oh, you're not going anywhere. We're We're not done. We are not done. In fact, I think you should have two more, and then we'll get to the nitty-gritty business. If you're okay with that. Do we have nitty-gritty business here? Yeah. I thought what are you, that's what, what are you this talking whole about? interview was going to be about. Well, get to the nitty-gritty then right now. I just want Cindy to start talking, basically. About what? I thought I was. She's been talking quite a bit. Yeah. She's been talking. I thought I'd been rather frank, actually. Uh, what's your confidence level that everything will be fine with, with the changeover? and or, or maybe what are they going to improve? That might be better. 
with the change over? Well, you know, the reality is that if you have the funding and you have the, um, you know, the ability, the people to do the brainstorming, they're a much younger group of people. Honestly, I feel that's important, meaning younger than me, not, you know, more like you guys' age. You, you're going to do a better job unless you're a real fuck up, and they aren't. They are really quite amazing, and I'm enjoying working working with them. Um, Nicole Moffat is currently doing the curating, and she's like this amazing little organizing person. She's with Centerpiece Gallery, if you don't know, um, which is owned by Michelle Quinn, who also has a gallery downtown here. She's a, a vested owner of property in the area, and was at First Friday with her baby. So cute. Mm-hmm. Um, now that's something that I don't think that we. That I'm not gonna put you on the spot since you're only consulting for them, but I think it'd be a great question to ask the uh, new First Friday Las Vegas LLC guys. Yeah, is uh, how they're going to eventually take what is currently, I presume, them just dumping money into First Friday and eventually turn it into something that, well, because obviously that was a big problem for you. You were spending uh, on via a nonprofit all this money and not raising enough to cover Even those operate. expenses, right? right. So I'm kind of curious. That's my, I mean, just as a pragmatic person, how are they going to go from being an altruistic, hey, you know, we just want this to be awesome. We're going right. to dump all of our money into it. Not all their money. It's not that much. I mean, it's a lot for an organization, but not for people who are used to handling, you know, executive level decisions. But how are they going to then have a revenue stream, you know, because First Friday Las Vegas LLC is a for-profit organization. Yes. It is not a non-profit. For-profit, yes. which does not necessarily mean they're going to be making a bunch of money no, at but, any time. but they have to be able to support the event. Correct. And I, and I don't think – I think they would, you know, go the same route as us. Obviously, they're not going to be applying for grants like a non-profit, but, you know, major sponsorships, those are helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, the food vendors now are really incredibly happy, and as things grow, you know, they'll have more of the sponsor tents and um, – you know, we used to have a lot more, if people recall. I mean, I kind of see some of the things I hear and see. It's like, you know, this corporate takeover. I did quotes. Some of the things will come back that we used to have, where we, I, I believe, where they will have some corporate sponsors, and they will have, you know, various places. Like the Art Institute used to be there like six mm-hmm. months a year mm-hmm. in a tent, and that was really good for us, right. and that was good for them. Right. And um, I think stuff like that will help support the. Do you event. still have? I'm sorry. Do you still have uh, a problem with and any, liquor and soda and water, <laughs> with any of these uh, mm-hmm. beverage places or other corporations coming in unpermitted? Is that right? Un, non non permitted and 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 mooching off first, the first Friday scene a little bit outside your barriers. I think I read something about that. I think I they're curious. working on that. I think that's being handled. Like um, you literally had to chase off some people, maybe. Well, that or? Was well they were like moving our fencing, and they can't do that you know when you you know you're essentially renting that street you're paying the insurance you're paying all the permit fees all the costs you know and when you're fencing off and barricading in an area that you have been allowed by the city um they can't come up and move your fence and and pull up and go look at us you know we're selling beer or we're doing this or we're doing that that not only does that take away from the revenue stream for whatever the organization is, it also now, instead of having two bars you're controlling, you have five. Yeah. And, you know, we all know that, you know, in a small area, but five more, you don't right. want Am that. I right? Is it literally you walking around confronting them or shutting that down no, or it trying to get their money? Not not in the last... No, we didn't ask them for money. We, <laughs> we just asked them to put our fence back, actually. Okay. Um, and some of them didn't like that very much. 
But um, at, this organization is trying to be, you know, much more inclusive, but they are enforcing, you know, rules and agreements the same as we did, not necessarily the same ones, but it's like, okay, now they're up until 12, so everybody likes that, except, you know, it's a little hard on an old lady like myself. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I have to stay up until it's, midnight now. It's hard on us all. It has nothing to do with your yeah. age. I was thinking the No, same it does, thing. trust me. Um, eight years ago, I would have loved to be open until midnight. I wished for it when I was a street artist selling selling artwork, and and we were out on the on the street for the first time in what two and a half years. I was back and and uh, working the tents. This yeah, working the tents like I did when I was like a I did the quotes a kid. Gina was literally working. I was the literally street. yeah. I was, you still I do, are. I, I worked the streets, but anyway. Um, that's how we got so popular. I, I had a little segment <laughs> idea where I could say, um, and I'm probably stealing this idea, you know, things I overheard on First Friday. I think one of the local magazines does that, and, I've, and I had it written down at one point because I saw Gina out there, and she cursed you out a little bit. She's like, fucking Cindy, i got to work this tent or whatever for her, and she meant it completely out of love. On First but... Friday? <laughs> I was just trying to start something. <laughs> anyway, like I was saying... 10 o'clock came around, and I was so wishing to go home. I'm like, how am I going to do I could never do this now. I could have done it 10 years ago. You did. But Yeah, I did. But, and, I, and I wanted to so badly eight, nine years ago. And like last week, I was like, oh, my gosh, two more hours. It, it was crazy. But, yeah, we and did it. It's a, topic, like, it's a topic yeah. of conversation. But here's the thing. It's, you know, it's such a dichotomy because, you, you know, everybody's like, till 10 is, is too early. Till midnight's no, a, midnight's lot, a lot better, but it's too late. But it's no, too long. No, it's not. It's fine, especially in the summer when well, nobody people, leaves the house. Some people thought it was too long, but we were very clear. In fact, I called all of the artists that I had contacted and said, "You have to be there till midnight. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. no conversation yeah. about it, because you can't. If you have people start pulling out of an event, so you either got to do it till X or yeah. Y. Because when people start pulling out, then other people that are there watching or people that are there. Um, other people in, in a tents or something are, are going, well, if they can leave, I can leave. Mm-hmm. You can't have that. It's Why would bad you want to? When you say some people were not happy with it, were you, are you talking about vendors or are you talking about like attendees? At the last event? Yeah. At um, it being a stretch till midnight. I think there was just, there was a few artists that were like kind of tired and maybe not selling a lot of art. Because so you were talking six to midnight, right? We're talking six hours. Well, you have to be there by, you have to be set up by five. Oh, I'm aware of this. So I, they're starting at two or three. Okay. I would like to see these people do four days at a comic convention for eight hours a day. I would and agree. It's free, I mean, so. I mean, just it, it, well, I, guess, a, I guess it seems to me if your goal is to go out and sell and pimp your art, why would you complain about having right. to be there for two, for six hours? I mean, that's that's two more hours to sell your stuff. And, and, I'll and once them. again, we're talking about one night a month, right? right. So I'll defend them that it's free, hard. Totally free for artists. Yeah. What well, was hard for me? It, I was no, down there until almost four in the morning. It's hard to be a, a sort of public figure all night and try to be on point, and That's you're talking true. to customers all night. It's not just the physical activity; it can be a little mentally draining. I know this, mm-hmm. um, so I'll defend them on that side of things. But PJ's right, you know. It, oh, here, I let was, me add this. Let me I add was this. ready to stop. At Statement Art Gallery, we our understanding is pretty much those last couple hours can be very beneficial to be open because a lot of times people will come back and they want to come by that last 
second print before they go home. Right before they go home that night, or they want to you know think to come back because we're holding something from from the, them earlier. Or the they'd or be like, "Wow, I really I can't stop thinking about right. that, so I'm going to buy it." We often get that kind of last minute rush mm-hmm. before we you know really try to shut the door because the the building's getting more empty. But we don't have a stringent "let's close the doors right at ten type policy. So and that's, that's why we've always been well, open. Well, and see, on the, we yeah. had to on the street because when you apply for a permit, it's it's this or that, and. There, you know, it increased your costs exponentially to go from ten to midnight, you know. And we did, we did not have the money. Whirly Gig did not have that option. It was ne- it was not even on the table. And I was like, and I would tell people, I personally, I'm not doing it. So um, if somebody else wants to um, go around and you collect, know, mm-hmm. pick, you know, mm-hmm. find the funding and and uh, pick up the, you know, what's the thing you get when you're in that race? The, you know, take the the, the relay, the take oh, the, the baton, baton and run with it. Knock yourself out. <laughs> so I would say the six to midnight was an overall success and a positive. Are they going to move a lot of events closer to their headquarters downtown? I know that's one thing we talked about last time. Um, first of all, let's go with the idea that we're going from three women to four or five men. So the idea that I would even understand them is so <laughs> ludicrous. Sexist. <laughs> 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 I thought that would just take it way take it way off track. Um, secondly, who knows what's going to happen? You know, we don't know what's going to happen. So I you mean, don't know if there's like immediate plans for your street. Like you're going to stop see, running that it street. It appears to me that they are investing an awful lot in our area okay. to be considering picking up and moving. That's like all we wanted to hear. There you got it. Pretty sure. You know, that, that's, that's kind of an interesting uh, thing about Las Vegas is that the people who live out in the suburbs for the most part don't really care to come downtown mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. anything, especially not art. But the people who stay downtown for the art don't like to go out to the suburbs to go <laughs> well, look at we art. we try. We just drive the wrong way. It's we not, that, it's not so much way. that I wouldn't go. I have a deliberate... Again, it's kind of, it's not just the loyalty issue, but it's I want to support things in this area. I think it's very important. I agree. I think that there's I think there's something to be said for having a centralized area for things like that that there's a reason why downtowns are in the middle of a city, generally mm-hmm. speaking. Mm-hmm. I mean, normally it's because they spiral they've been built and spiraled outward from and this valley's no different. It's just that it's spiraled outward and then kind of left the middle behind and how do you say spiral back. in French? Listen, this was in high school. That Jesus was 20 years ago. Really? I don't know. Well, I know. Less and I had to block it all out when I, when I studied Spanish <laughs> in college. Uh, but don't ask me anything about that either. Oh, Uno, dos, okay. tres, cuatro, yeah. cinco, seis, siete, ocho. I failed French, That's so. it. Um, Once it does, but but, mm-hmm. but I, there, I there, there, there's a reason. I don't know why I remember that. I'm trying to be serious about Go ahead, DJ Papa. I know. I shouldn't be. I he told me DJ to be as sarcastic as I, I wanted. Want that part. is like a yeah, license for. I should just twiddle knobs and let you no, guys. No, no, do whatever continue. You know, do. I want to hear. We what need you at this to point because we're wrapping it up. Well, no, I guess you know. And I, I was in Denver this weekend, and I noticed. Well, I noticed a lot of things, but um, uh, at first I noticed that their their um, tourist publications actually point out things like arts districts and theater districts, oh. whereas our tourist publications point out the strip. But we um, have the paintbrushes. Right. Anyway, um, you ha- when you have a centralized area where you know stuff is at, very specific things are at, you don't have to have this – you don't have this sort of uh, uh, – this, this split up feeling of, oh, everything's scattered around. Like there's a reason for it because if someone says, hey, I want to go find an art gallery 
they don't have to even really think about. They just go, oh, there's an arts district. Mm -hmm. Let's go to it, and there's art there. Or, you know, there's a theater district. Let's go, and there's an opera there. Um, And and I, I don't think it really has anything to do with, like, where you live. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people who are considered, like, downtown cheerleaders or or enthusiasts or supporters who don't live downtown and I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that and I'm not just saying that because I don't live downtown um, mm-hmm. but well do you think there's a lot of people still in the valley maybe in Henderson whatever is there still a fracture people who might be secretly angry angry that the art scene developed so strongly in downtown or no because I, I thought for a long time Henderson did their own thing and there was like a division between oh, artists. They, know. I don't they see still that do a thing there, don't they? they? Do. I mean, they Water do. Street's kind of I'm incredibly, I'm incredibly naive about this. I don't uh, know. Every Thursday, it's totally different. We should probably visit there. I haven't been talk about it sometime. But Water Street's kind of cool. Yeah, Water Street. I haven't really been out there cool. for a it while. Really is. Uh, it's since the artwork is very. Do they still do Third Thursdays there? They do. Okay, so that's, I be, this is actually something we, we should explore in a future episode because I did a really long piece for the Las Vegas Weekly a few years ago about um, the, the downtown scene in Henderson, and I went to Third Thursday. And that and was the last time? It's quite different. And it was extremely disappointing, and, and it's a totally different thing Well, there weren't any there. problems, but now there are. There weren't any what? <laughs> She's saying yeah, that you shouldn't well have said that. No, 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 no. So I'm not, I'm DJ, not saying. And the Fisher. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying that as a representative. I'm not saying like, oh, downtown Vegas is better than down to Henderson. I was disappointed because just I wanted more out of it. I was just saying well, that it was very different. I would like to talk about people who live deep in the heart of Henderson or Summerlin, the outskirts. Deep in the heart of, of Henderson? Yeah, deep in the heart of Henderson. <laughs> <laughs> um who don't even know that they, we have an arts district. I mean, I run into people. Oh, if they Friday, don't what's know, that? Right. they probably wouldn't come anyway, and they probably wouldn't be interested. I don't know. So is, is there a way here all the time. to reach out more than we think? We're re- like, me and Lee have always wondered, how come there doesn't seem to be you know, a wider campaign, co- commercials to I to think that's it. where Joey might come in handy because he's a You're promoter. Right. and Dollar and, bills, y'all. Well, He's, not just the money, but he has ideas, fresh ideas, and, you know, his background is promoting. Are you saying our ideas were not fresh? No. Maybe they were fresh 10 years ago. Is that sarcastic enough? No, Gina, and, it's and not just money, but, but it, 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 there is, I mean, if you're talking about doing things like television and advertising, you yeah. have production budgets, you have the actual ad yeah. buys. First of all, advertising, I was told a long time ago by somebody that was pretty smart, press. Advertising Wasted dollars. Press, important. Which First Friday's never had a problem getting, really. A lot of it was no. negative, we've had, we've had, oh, We've had press all over the world. Right. Well, a, I, a lot I, of people just haven't paid attention to but it. But I, I think that goes back to, I don't know if it was Gina or Cindy who just said that, that if people, I think it was Cindy, if, if people... Funkhauser. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, we have several Cindys in you the room have, right now. You have unleashed a monster. I don't have a cocktail, There's sarcastic honey. Cindy. There's, there's drunk Cindy. There's loose lip Cindy. They're merging. And now they're all together. Yeah, they've converged into one beast. It's only my second beer. I guess, uh, I guess they all have a different last name, too. Mm-hmm. That's why. We're talking to Cindy Funkhauser, right? Yeah. Yes. Go oh, on. I've had several last names. We don't need to go there. <laughs> That's a, that, we're going to have to do a separate episode. It'll be like behind the music, except it'll be... Behind the Cindy, Bunkhauser. Uh, <laughs> <Bunk> <laughs> no, but the point is, people who are looking for it 
will see it and people who don't don't care. Right. I mean, and honestly, the people who find it, I mean, you go to the RJ and, and read the comment sections on any story about anything downtown or First Friday, it's full of freaks who have no reason mm-hmm. to comment on this stuff, mm-hmm. who have no interest. It's like, if you don't care, if you if you think that downtown is a, is a sham, then ignore it. Right. Go back, I, go back to, you know, whatever you're I doing. guess there's no way to push it. I mean, maybe you can you can try to market it to people who may not have ever heard and would like the scene and would would come down and participate. Um, but there's probably no way to, to force more visitors, you know. They don't want to come, they don't want to come, so I, I just don't know how much... I think they're going to focus on a lot of travelers, travelers here. Yeah. We'll see. I think it, Time will know, tell. Write, write down these questions and save them so we can get in one of the boys to talk about this. I think this. we can. We'll do that. Joey, we'll, Joey will be Joey your will boy. Come. Jake will come. Yeah. We'll talk to Joey. Uh, are we going to talk about this stuff like... Giovanni show at Brett Wesley Gallery. No, no. What what had happened? Me and Gina wanted to start like reviewing shows, and mm-hmm. I want you to talk about that one when I get yes. through with this story. But we set ourselves up to go. And to... And what makes you qualified to review? We're completely not. That's no. why it would be brilliant. No, and we're awesome. Right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, look at us. We wanted to go talk to the artists. <laughs> Could you snort when you say that, please? <laughs> she can. Yes. Man, that one had bass. She she can gets... She's like a train seal. <laughs> Yes. Anyway. So anyway, we were going to try to review a show. I don't think we really accomplished our task because we didn't even speak to the artist. We went to Brett Wesley's gallery to talk to Giovanni. Mm -hmm. Giovanni? Giovanni was not there. And Giovanni was not there. Giovanni Morales had a show there. At the Brett Wesley gallery. Uh, Well, you can review a show without talking to the artist. We can, but I didn't want to. Um, He does these uh, comic book panel style works. They have a lot of layers to them. Lot they layers, look stenciled. Last stencils. They look pulled right from from actual comic book panels. I guess mm-hmm. a little bit like mm-hmm. Lichtenstein. Did you look at them and go, "Wow, these are incredibly cool"? Not so much. They are cool. No, this is okay. So I two disagree. different opinions. I like like I would. Buy. I have not seen them. I okay. have not seen them. So you know, Roy Lichtenstein is does the, the comic book panels. God, I hope I'm saying uh, his name he's right. He's the guy with the dots, right? Well, no, yeah. I'm just, kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, no, but yeah, they look like printed. No, I'm comic kidding. Book. I'm just kidding. Okay. So he his show was very much reminiscent of that. And I don't know if that's he wants that comparison or not. I would, well, um, his art has a lot more layers to it. Though. A right. lot of layers and, and, and a lot of texture and colors. Yeah. Now I would love to no, own any of these colors. pieces. That's the truth. Yeah. They're very vibrant. They're cool. One of them was Wolverine's face, mm-hmm. and it was really gritty looking. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh yeah, I would love that piece. And then Danny would take it and paint Batman into it. Yes, right, right in the right in the corner. <laughs> I think you meant to paint Batman. <laughs> um, Wolverine. Well, aren't there some intellectual property issues on you doing that? <laughs> I don't know. I was actually going to ask well, that. Well, once like, you own what it, do you, you think can about do what you using want, those, right? those images. According, according to Harry's law, there are some. What do you think about him using, you know, those other and character then selling images? Them? I don't know. Honestly, I never really thought about that. I mean, because they literally look like they're right out of the, you know, the comic right. book panels. I have no idea. You if, can talk. If it's in her, she she doesn't want to. <laughs> yes, she does. She'll get in big trouble on a bloody nose. In, in case anyone's curious, everyone the, the she that everyone's referring to is is is. is Lee, Lee, your last name isn't actually. You don't go by Roberts, do you? It's McCormick Roberts. I was. I've lived most of my life as a professional as Lee McCormick, and so that's the name I go with. Professional what? Anyway, Lee is Danny's partner in life. Uh, but my legal name crime. is Lee McCormick Roberts. Lee McCormick Roberts. I, wanted, I know, huh? I wanted to make a statement about the legality 
of whether or not there was copyright. Cindy, swing that mic over to me. No, I mean me. if you painted something into someone else's mm -hmm. art. What I'm trying to say is, is that um, there, there you go, close enough. There is a legality that has to do with copyright. If you are creating an original piece of art and you are copying a Batman or a Superman or a copyrighted image, as long as it's an original piece of art that you are hand painting, it is not copyright infringement. Now, once you make a print of that, it that is. becomes merchandise. Huh. It Bingo. stops oh, becoming yeah. art. It becomes merchandise. And then it is copyright infringement. And that would be whether you made changes or not. It doesn't matter. You can't it do that. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But the original is not considered infringement. But a copy of it Why is. Just I just wanted to clarify down. that. This is act that's actually, and what she brings up, that's actually a, uh, that's a big concern at comic book shows because a lot of artists um, make money off of doing sort of this fan art um, based on licensed properties that they do not own nor have license rights to. And actually what companies like Marvel and Disney and whatever do, they actually, through a third party, will license the rights to artists to create prints and T-shirts and things like that so there's a big contention. So if you, it's exactly what Lee said. If you have an original piece of art that you created f under fair use, that's okay. But as soon as it turns into a thing where you have prints and whatnot going off. Now, the type of stuff that Danny does where he, he's had pieces that have sort of inferred the presence of licensed characters but don't exactly use them. Like it's not from an exact panel. Your, your prints are fine because it's, it's – it's almost sort of influenced by, but not directly right. using those characters. It's an interpretation, yeah. I right. guess, if anything. Anyway, but Jeannie, um, what were you going to say about the show? I mean, what did you think about it? I mean, I, I mean, it was it it was it was a good show, and like I said, it was a small show. There was only a couple of pieces. Um, They're big pieces, though. Right? right, and I saw a couple Is this of still them. Up? I'm sorry, it's still up, and it will be yeah. up through the the whole month of October. Now I do want to. I have to but say, I do want to see up. it now. Well, they were also up right. at Artifice last month and the month before. Uh, he still has uh, – well, he still has three P. He's a triptych up in Artifice still. If you've ever been in Artifice, uh, along the wall where all the sort of lounge seating is, yeah. there's three panels of Giamatti's, which I know this because I've inquired about them because the second I saw them, I went to buy them. Yeah, they're And they're cool. a little bit out of my price range, but actually not that bad. They are available if anyone's curious. You can always inquire with Brett, who also owns co-owns Artifice. Have they been there since it was open? No, no, because I don't been there remember. For, no, they've been there at least three months. Okay, I've been he been I haven't been out of Artifice a lot. She ruined me on my birthday. This is the most I've had to drink. I'm sorry. We're so I, I haven't been out anywhere. Happy birthday! Thank you. You're welcome. So yeah. worth seeing? Yes. No. Yeah. I think it's definitely worth seeing, especially for people who like the kind of artwork that we like. You know, kind of the. I think it's worth. It was hip. I haven't yeah, seen hip. it. At all, so you know, to comment. I'm just on wondering, it. like, and it I, I want to like go to him and ask him about this. I don't mean this in a bad way, but is it, you know, is that is that fine art? It doesn't seem to be fine, you know, high. I would say it's well, fine art for these days, pop art, right? It's, it's pop yeah. art. It's but why should we categorize art? Issues there. Because I guess uh, it was at the Brett Wesley Gallery, and maybe you know, it's just a. It was a different kind Definitely of Definitely different for the have Brett you, Wesley yeah, Gallery. Yeah, but have you seen stuff surprising. that's been in his gallery? He's had other pop art type stuff in there. But Definitely. only a couple. Am but I, but am that's I the thing. He has very diverse. No, no okay. but he has. Well, you can be, but you're not. I mean, fine art's a broad definition. I so I don't think that trying to pigeonhole any of this into. But I'm, very, you know what? I'm very curious to see it after this conversation, which that's I think why is we're great. And, this conversation. Well, you know what else? I'm Cindy like Funkhauser speaking, by the way. Um, <laughs> the next exhibit that I would really, really like to talk. About, I think it's completely worth seeing that no one has ever seen here before. Is the exhibit I went to. 
this past Thursday night that opened, um, October 14th, from Brian Christensen, and he is a graduate of uh, you know the college in Reno, and he lives in Reno, but he's here, and he brought this exhibit to the Springs Preserve, and I just think it's an amazing exhibit. I was blown away. It's called um, Trophy Hunter. It is. It's and it's showing Trophy at Hunter. the Big Springs Gallery at the Springs Preserve through January. Yeah, January 22nd. Is that in my mile radius? I think yes, so. Yes. And if not, I'll drive you. I knew you would. Mm-hmm. Field trip. It's a Field short trip. It's a short bus ride. I want to go worry. now. Girls night out. <laughs> Wait, is it a short bus with us on it? That's yes. That's a ride that is also short? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I, yes. I, I, I thought and PJ was I want to describe these these pieces a little bit. What this fella does is he goes and he collects, you know, old and antique furniture. He dumpster dives, basically. Yes. <gasps> he does. I, I, I want to make it, it nice. Um, no, he, he collects. People, I already people, love it. People, it's he, called He dumpster object. dives for, for, you, for furniture that people have discarded, and he literally, he hunts, and he tears them apart down to the bones. He takes apart every piece of this. And he saves every single and he piece. Saves and he uses saves every and puts piece. them in little jars and containers and saves every little bit of even the dust that he collects out of the it seems like he's got little jars of dust that he's kept from So his he's an axe murderer then? I So are these installation pieces? What, they, how would you well, describe them? They're sculptures. Pretty they're they're very sculptural. He makes these amazing sculptures. They're animals. He turns these furnitures into animals. And basically, they're, they're let kind the of, old lady with the old lady microphone. Why don't, why don't you pimp a website real quick so that the viewer can maybe look at this while we're talking about? Actually, if you go, I, if, if you viewer, go I mean to uh, if you go to springspreserve.org, there is a uh, a, a link to the gallery guide that you can download there. I think there's a hold on if. You, and he also has a video on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, so if you look up. For just his name, Brian Christensen, Brian Christensen, Trophy Hunter. We'll include a link in the show notes. Uh, there's actually a video that shows how he takes apart these pieces. Now, it doesn't show how he puts them together, but that's the secret. You don't want to yeah. know. Cool. I'm in. Yeah. But what basically, they, they, they end up looking... It's really they're, amazing. They're sort of influenced by... Uh, you know, the sort of lodge stuffed animal style mm-hmm. thing. And when yeah. I say stuffed animal, I mean taxidermy, not your teddy bear. <laughs> uh, but he, re- he recreates that sort of feeling through these... Found resourced materials. Dumb question: Is it in the the free area of the preserve? Or yes, no, it's not. You do you have to you have to pay admission for access to the to really the museum. You didn't that? because you you went to a special opening thing. Oh, uh, yes. Hmm. How much is it? I wonder how much one thousand dollars. Um, admission for non-members mm-hmm. to get to the in, in, to everything in the park is New about price. ten dollars for adults and five dollars for kids. If you're a member, it's free all year. Oh, that's not bad. Looks like it's worth it to me. I like the Spring Preserve. We got to pimp them more often. They're they're actually everybody should become members. The Spring Preserve needs our support. Yeah, they do. Individual memberships are only twenty five dollars a year. A family and a family up to eight people is sixty dollars. If you're sitting around in Vegas going, "There's nothing to do but go to the casinos," well, that's one place you can go to. It's it's fabulous. All right, so thumbs up on that. I'll try to get through these announcements in a clunky way because that's the only way you know how. Yeah, announcements, and then we're gonna do the pledge. So, oh, the what? The Pledge of Allegiance. What the hell are you talking about? fuck? <laughs> She's had two beers and a shot. I haven't anything. By the oh, way, I'm the, only, I'm the only sober person on the mic. You cannot so. make me do the Pledge of Allegiance. Thank you. Jesus Christ. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Him, her too. It too. <laughs> Let me get through these because we're going to want them later. Um, so and I personally feel Obama rocks. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks anymore. 
my god. What does that have to do with anything? I Jesus, like that. Mary Joseph led me to that. <laughs> that was one of my little um, news items I was going to try to do. Do you know who Shepard Fairey is? Yes. The <laughs> artist? Uh, thank you. I hope so. Well, I hope so. Well, in this room, but people, yeah, people never know. out there might not know Shepard Fairey, the street artist slash uh, um, graphic designer to the stars. He's mm-hmm. very famous for his Obey Giant campaign with the Hope. big Obey, all the kids that wear the Obey t-shirts, and he did the Hope uh, poster. poster for the Obama campaign. Kind I have of, one. Kind of illegitimately at first, but then they adopted it for, for the campaign, and he's, he's, he's active in politics. He's a real big leading figure in the arts world. Kind of um, like Enrique Navarez. Well, the, the point is, let me I get to him. it, just because we're on the topic of it. He, uh, what did he do? He did something. Go ahead. So he got, he kind of got mad at the Obama administration. They launched a poster campaign for, 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 it was open to all artists, um, to help promote his jobs plan, I guess. And there's more details about that. I'm sure you can find online. So he wrote a letter on the Huffington Post and he said that artists, okay, here's what he said. He said, it is great that the Obama campaign recognizes the impact and value of grassroots art activism. The difference is that a lot of artists now feel let down by Obama. I don't think that they want their money for their designs, but the concepts of their designs to be followed through by Obama and his administration. I am so fucking sick of people trashing Obama. And why is that? Because if they think... It's similar to the Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. When they went in and when they came out, aged because because they were naive, because they had real aspirations... And anyone let down by Obama in my... I mean, this is political. I don't even know. You throw no, this shit on. out of hey, you want. Um, if it gets people to if people, respond... Yeah. Anyone who doesn't understand or realize at this point that what has happened with Barack Obama has strictly to do with racial prejudice is a fucking moron. Oh. Maybe. That's all. Yeah. Maybe not. No, okay. sorry. I, That's I, my opinion. I would like to say something. Um, I think it was very brave of Shepard Ferry to speak up against the grain. Right. Because that's not the popular way to be speaking these well, days. Well, him and a lot of other illustrator, illustrators were upset mostly because it's like, you know, it's a way for the administration to put out there, hey, send in all your artwork. And mm-hmm. I guess a lot of professional artists get very, very upset. And it's like, you're just basically widening the field. You're taking work away from professional artists mm-hmm. who could be contributing to that jobs plan. That's what this is what they said. But, but didn't say you that. say he was disappointed in... Right. He, more about the, about the yeah. administration. I right. Guess was, and you know what? Quote. There's nothing wrong with having... He has his own opinion. He's got his opinion. And that's not the popular opinion. It's especially not a popular opinion when you're in that... It is that, the popular opinion. It, no, that's not the popular. What's going the popular against, opinion? Going against the the administration right now. Oh, that is the popular. That opinion is right the now. fucking popular is opinion, it? and it is because Who's, it is an African American no. man in office. Oh no. my God! Yes. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. I that don't is. think it has anything to do with that. Um, Nothing at still, all. Okay. Yes, wait, let me let me let me let me let me clarify that. I don't think Shepherd. Well, Shepherd Fairies. I don't believe he does. Let's not let's not let's not speculate on that. Let's just say. The, the popular opinion right now, I don't know if you've seen the approval ratings of the Obama administration, low but 40s. they are. are well, they? They're low but, 40s. Yes, but listen. But, they're not Bush numbers. Yeah, they're, they're not 40s. terrible. But, but Cindy's opinion is that the reasoning behind that is racially based. That is a valid opinion. I may not agree with that. You may not agree with that. But I don't that's agree her with opinion. That now, 
I think that there's a lot more political going on outside of race that caused that. And also it has to do with the American public not understanding the way that politics works and the fact that the president has very little to do with the actions that they actually see happen in Congress. But that's a whole other discussion that goes far beyond the realm of the Sin City art cast. I think the job of an artist is to completely, and it's to completely question things and not go with, you know, the popular, you know, what's going on and and always question. And, And just even if you like somebody genuinely, Always question and and don't give me that look. Well, that's you're ridiculous. You should always well, question. Well, it's more like things. along no, the lines you of, not, and you, you should, should always, always stand question. up if you, you should feel, question if, you feel if the like question is in your working, mind. You, if the question is in your mind, yes, you should not always question just because it's there. Right. No, you should always question. No, you shouldn't. Hold, hold on, hold on. You should question authority. You, both of you have a strong opinions about things. But her opinion is coming from about one thing. You just are basically telling artists that this is how they should always think. You're no, saying artists should, yeah. You just said you are. the job of you just made a declarative statement. The job of an artist is to always question things. You said that, right? I actually well, I agree the, with that I sentence. Mean, I don't agree. The job I mean, of every I mean, human being is to always question things. But that's that's what you think. Yeah, I don't because then you can express yourself. You can express yourself without having to oppose something else. I think that it's more important to be for something. Than I'm not saying something. you have to oppose anything. I'm just saying you have to question it. You don't have to. Do I have to question why the street is yeah. X amount of feet wide? You don't have to question everything, in other words. Things that in your mind don't feel right or in your heart don't feel right, I think you should question whether you're an artist right. or you're you know, the homeless guy out there collecting plastic bottles. Right. Did you I give him a plastic bottle, real. by the way? That's a good one. We should give him all of our uh, glass bottles when we're done. Absolutely. Help, help a brother out. I like out. those bottles. Absolutely. Well, but you can make some he, art out of them. Maybe. There's the idea that you would question simply for the sake of questioning. No, are you saying that that's no? It's just the way that you said it was a very broad declaration. Are you saying that you shouldn't question just for the sake of questioning because that's too conspiratorial? It's conspiracy theory thinking. No, that you're trying too hard. Maybe I'm saying that's like you know. Should somebody question that I like my toilet paper roll to go over instead of under? Who gives a fuck? No. That's just how I like it. You shouldn't question everything. It was, you know, PJ Perez. Well, here's what I'm reading into. Put it very well. I mean, it, question things, like I said, if it's in your mind and it's in your heart and you can't get it out of there, right. you question it. In here's my, my opinion. In my opinion. I'm I agree with that statement completely. I'm reading into it that... He's Shepard Ferry's probably a liberal. I'm going to go on the record and say that probably That's a liberal. That's crazy tall. Or at least independent. <laughs> and um, I'm sure that he, you know, still likes the Obama administration, wishes that he's successful as a president and everything else. But there does seem to be a backlash of, of some liberals, you know, being feeling frustrated, even if it's based off real things or not, that maybe the administration hasn't gotten enough done because, and I'm probably regurgitating what Bill Maher would say. I'm a big Bill Maher fan. Oh, Right. Fucking She's giving a him. thumbs up to that. Okay. That that basically, you know, there seems to be a liberal backlash that we're, you know, upset for uh, with the Obama administration, not the same way Republicans might be or Tea Partiers might be, but because there's this sort of naivete that maybe he's not doing enough, where I think that he's done a lot for the country. I mean, there's a website, you know, what has Obama done so far or something like that. I don't know the dot-com exactly. Yeah. And it lists, like, all the bills and, that and he I mean, signed oh, he's and done all the amazing. liberal agenda stuff that he has gotten through. Now, some of G- them are still being argued right now. Given but. the opposition, I, I just can't imagine it being any other way. I mean, he, you know, the jobs bill. He's put right. forth. I they, mean, they've already torn it apart. Every, it's going to get voted on separately. It has been. It is a Republican's jobs bill. 
and yet they won't pass it. See, like I'm not saying Shepard, of course I'm not saying Shepard Ferry that it's a racial issue. I don't believe it is. No. But I believe that all the things that have, that have stopped Obama from being able to do what he wanted to right. do, and he's done a lot, but, you know, from moving forward but in a way that he thought that would be able to. He gives the impression that he's more concerned about bipartisanship and working with the other side than just shoving the liberal agenda through a little bit, which maybe the country could use a little ne- bit of a liberal agenda. Neither one of those things has worked. On some occasion. I don't he, know. He can't shove a 10-year-old Republican agenda through. <laughs> they are going to make sure they the Republicans do not care. All they want to do is make sure he does not get in office again, and they don't care if it's at the cost want out. of Americans that are poor and have no health insurance and have no jobs. They've been pretty much in charge of Congress for how long oh, now, and the jobs really still aren't getting any better. So there you go. I agree with you earlier, though, and we'll wrap this up, just to say that no matter if it was Obama or McCain, it wouldn't have much mattered. The economy was fucked. The recession hit. The they, housing market was fucked. They would Whatever with- president it was, there was no policy to put in place to turn it around very quickly at all. We lost how many jobs? 3.6 million jobs? They would vote with McCain. Well, yeah. That's the difference. And I believe me, everybody would be pinning the bad economy on him too. And I'm saying it might not have mattered so much. I'm agreeing to PJ's Assuming point. Assuming he made it and we weren't stuck with Palin. Oh, my God. That would have been a fun reality show. And Wait, this it has is. been another episode of the Sin City Artcast. Let me read off these announcements real quick. What was the name of that show again? Brought to you by Modelo. Wait, I just like to read? put a disclaimer out there that um, these guys got me really drunk, and I don't really know what's going on at this time. Neither do we. Do you have an announcement for for statement art or duh, for Blackbird Studios? What do you got going on for November? Pimp Jesse, if that's the oh okay. Well, our next, next show we're gonna have. our next show we will be interviewing Jesse Smigel. He's the curator of our next show at Blackbird Studios, um, and it's called the Atheist Show. I'm mm. thinking it's going to be fairly controversial. It's for atheists by atheists. I love it. Um, and it's uh, politics yeah. on this show, religion yeah. on that one. So yeah. you want to come back? Oh, I'm, no, I'm in for the show though to <laughs> see oh, yeah. it. Yeah, not to be yeah. going. Go on, and it's sorry. a it's a curated show. It's by you know invitation only. So he's inviting specific artists um, that he knows are atheists. There may be some discussions. I know we've already been discussing it, and I mean we haven't even collected any of the artwork yet. That implies so. there are artists who are not atheists. Go ahead. <laughs> Cindy's just trying to turn this to a four-hour religious political yes, discussion. Yes, she is. I'm in, I'm in love with Cindy. You guys, the, I'm telling Wait, you. Do you, I'm do, my... I'm, do you do you do you believe that there's like a, the, 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 there's you're required to not have a belief in God or a religious system to be an artist? I just said that to fuck around. Okay, <laughs> just, I'm so curious if that's your opinion because you have some pretty strong opinions. It, it is. I do. It's definitely not my opinion. She's right. I, I do not subscribe to organized religion because I believe it's all financial, personally. Right. Um, I do have my own beliefs. But, they don't fall in line with most things. But no, I don't think artists are all atheists. I just said that because it was fucking fun. Mm-hmm. There's a cliched artist. He's liberal. He calls himself free-thinking. I mean, I'd be consulting for FFLV after this. He's, he's not down with the whole religion thing. It's mm-hmm. the cliched artist model type, especially in our downtown scene. But maybe I'm wrong. We'll get everybody to Free thinkers, right? Question everything. Free yes. thinkers, godless heathens, everything. whatever. Same, same difference. That's right. Sorry. Yeah, so, it be so, fun. so the atheist show should be good. Does it have a name, or is it just called the atheist show? I think because I haven't heard it referred to as anything but the. We've atheist We've been show. calling it the atheist show. I think you need a picture of Jesus with the circle and the line through it. <laughs> and that can be your the contribution. The Forget it. The There's my idea. How funny is that? I think I'm going to be the only non-atheist in the show, and he's only letting me in because this is my gallery. 
Well, you, can, you can't be in it if you... I know, but see, the rules were bent a little bit for me. Oh, you have an exception. Uh, yes. I hate to tell you, but that, that announcement to people who may have gotten shafted out of the show is going to come as somewhat of a bruise. Well, I'm sorry, well, but I, this is my gallery, so I get to do what I want. Do you have to be an atheist to be in a show about atheism? <laughs> I, mean, I think it. she could still by Jesse, by Jesse, I, I, ta- I was sitting with Jesse when he was going through submissions last week or two weeks ago, and he was pretty adamant about oh, it. Oh, he's very adamant about it. In fact, he doesn't even realize he's going to be hanging my piece yet. You're just going to sneak it in the night before the show? I was just going to say, it's a fucking art show. Uh I mean, there's no reason for anybody to be insulted or get upset. Uh I think religious people should hang something, you know, that's pro-religion next to it. Hey, if somebody's not insulted or upset, then it's not a fucking art show. The whole fucking point is it's it's art. It's supposed Mm -hmm. to be controversial. I love it. And people are supposed to talk about it. It's supposed to, you know, you're supposed to have conversations about it. Right. We want controversy. We, we want we stir to it see up on purpose. that we can then talk about. We're idiots who want the attention. I mean, a piece of art that you look at for two seconds and then you don't take with you in your mind is not worth even going and leaving you know, your house to see. When you see good art, it stays with you and you want to talk about it. You want to see well, it again. You want to discuss it and can, talk about it with Can we friends. just say that good art is different? I mean, the art that, that sticks with you is different for everyone. Yeah. You know. I mean, what what you might look at and go, and it might stay with you, you know. Like I'm, you know, I'm very much like that. I'm like, okay, I either got to have that or I don't mm-hmm. or whatever. I mean, I just walk through the show when there's like three specific pieces that I remember. Right. So it's different for everyone. So the piece that I loved or the three pieces I loved, some people might look at oh, totally. and go. In fact, my sister's here visiting, and she looked at one of my pieces, and I'm like. Don't touch that $3,000 piece. She moved it to put her iPad, iPad whatever, mm-hmm. up. I'm like, don't touch that. And she's like, that's my least favorite piece. And I'm like, besides that, I love that fucking mm-hmm. piece. Well, yeah, she's like, I don't even subjective. get it. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. So it's very relative. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to say that. And beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So exactly. I don't know much about art, but I know what I like. Mm-hmm. The old cliche. Anything else, G? I heard that about um, you. No. I think uh, now that we're at four hours, let me let me <laughs> well, mention. It is not four hours. I talked about everything I wanted to talk about. I think. All right, let I've me. only had two beers, three beers, whatever. Three. Danny Roberts, what's happening at the uh, Statements Gallery? Statement mm-hmm. exclamation point gallery. Statement mm-hmm. Art Gallery. Two point five hours. Inside the Arts Factory is currently displaying the fantastical machine works of Dale Mathis. It was a fantastic show. If you haven't seen it and you can squeeze it in before we get to November, please do. I and if you'd like to, to know more that. about Dale yes. Mathis. Just go back into our archives and check out our previous interview with him. Good one, PJ. Well, re- it was it was theArrogantArtist.com or no wait. Well, you got to. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. TheArtOfDaleMathis.com. Yeah. I was gonna say because okay. you know Dale. That was from memory. Know. Arrogance is not something that comes to mind when I think of him. No, but you should have seen his shirt that he was wearing. That's his YouTube channel. He's like a big channel. bear that you hug. If you had listened to our first episode, yeah. you would know that that's. He not came the case. in in a shirt that said "The Best Artist Ever." If you knew. My computer skills and the fact that I don't even have speakers hooked up to my computer, you would know that I don't have the ability to listen to this show. Even this one. You can play, you can play any part of this you want. I'll have no freaking idea. We got that idea. on the record. I, I'll tell you what. I will dub it off to a cassette tape for you. You can play it on your walk. <laughs> a Super 8 player. Love it. I'll put um, it on 8-track. 8-track. Okay. Let me also get out there for next First Friday, November 4th. I think I'm having a stroke. Next first Friday, November 4th, we're displaying incredible new paintings from Laura Zoller, her imagestic and provocative show, Outside the Chrysalis. Ooh, I, love I like the title. name of that. It's nice. That is her settled on title. Nice. So check out statementartgallery.com for more. Pop Stories is being displayed at Brett Wesley Gallery until November 26th. That's artist Giovanni Morales. 
He's known for his multi-layered pop art style paintings that take inspiration from collage and, and comic strips. It's very cool. You should go check it out, brettwesleygallery.com for more. And one more time, Whirly Gig is sponsoring a juried exhibit and call for artwork based on concepts of literature, physical books, and conceptual art appropriate for the November Book Festival. No submission fee, and there's cash prizes. Submissions are no later than October 28th. Did you just leave out art at the Funkhouse? Oh, yeah, I did. Do you want to say we something about that? That would talk be about Daniel that? Pearson. The name of the show is P. Well, we have a four-announcement cutoff, <laughs> Yeah. so I can't, let, I can't let that on. You Sorry just fucking put it in there. Yep. <laughs> and she cracks open another beer. Was that Cindy the bitch? <laughs> so Dan- oh, no. That was mild, honey. Oh, I love it. Daniel Pearson is showing Is that in- why people don't like me? I'm trying to help him for show. Danny Pearson is Daniel Pearson. Art at the Funkhouse. Seen him before? He's really, really good. He has Circadian Gallery, which is located right next to Blackbird. But his show will be at the Funkhouse. And he currently has a show of work that is incredibly reasonably priced. And I was back there looking at it this morning, and just cracking up or just going. He's amazing. It was it was either like oh my heart Mm -hmm. or I was laughing. That is a cool person to talk to. If we that's uh, the important thing about art. Take the podcast to his house. What do you what do you cut us off? (laughs) And that's Danny is standing And apparently that's all Cindy Funkhouser has to say. In my Jesus Christ post. All right, so that's it. Uh, Don't forget to check out our website, cincityartcast.blogspot.com. Email SinCityArtCast at gmail.com with any questions or comments. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash SinCityArtCast. And then you can actually leave comments and questions there, I think. Yes. In real time, we'll we'll address them. them. And we will will address them. We want to know what people want to know. Contact Cindy Funkhauser personally about any topics discussed Mm -hmm. on this show. Direct that to us. And assume we'll they have edited this in a way that makes me sound bad. And music no, is good. Pro- music good. is provided by well, Otherwise. That was fun. Check out Otherwise at Facebook.com slash Otherwise Official. Sweetness in truths untold.